It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. I could listen to that all day long. Love that song. Welcome in. You know, they they just kind of picked that song randomly. You know, I'm from Chicago. Just worked out perfectly. <laughs> you probably, your age, you probably never heard that song before until you came in here. Probably not. You never heard that song before, really? No. Whew. Okay, well. Age difference, that always plays a role. Good morning to one and all. The college football reveal last night, no surprise, no change. I still don't think Michigan deserves to be in there. One resume, two, scandal. More and more stuff keeps coming out about this. I don't know what the Big Ten is going to do, but... The college football playoff committee, they don't care. They put them in. I don't know how they get in over Washington. Seriously. I don't know how close it is. Washington is still undefeated. So you got the five undefeated. Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, Washington. Well, I guess you could throw Liberty and they haven't lost a game yet. And they're not going to lose a game, but they're not going to go anywhere because they're not anywhere near the pole. And you look at that resume and you absolutely understand why that would be. But. Um, I don't know how Washington is not in. They've got a win over Oregon that is six. Look at Michigan's resume. How in the world are they five, a four? I don't get it. I, 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 I think five would be fair because they haven't lost a game. And on paper, you know, they do the smell test. It's really interesting, too, how um, – and, and one of the panelists last night was trying to make that case, but he was shouted down, but – what bugs me about this is they'll go, here's the resume for one team, and here is the smell test for the other. One, they can talk about a resume, the other go, well, it looks this way. What? You got to be consistent. Drives me nuts. But it'll, it'll all work out because Michigan's going to play Ohio State. Now, here's the thing. If that game were to go to overtime... They don't play again in the championship game. Could you get two from the Big Ten in? And then, in my estimation now, I'm not sure the Pac-12 isn't the best conference. They'd get nobody in if it stayed this way. Nobody. Now, that's nuts. But that's college football. It's always been a little nuts and a little one-sided to those that have the power. Speaking of power you know the seating committee for the soccer tournament on the women's side i don't get that either i feel so bad for brooks monaghan i really truly do feel bad for if you look on paper the greatest coach in the history of the university of memphis all the conference titles he's won by the way three in a row they've lost one game this year one nil in the closing moments to a top-five Alabama women's soccer team on the road in Tuscaloosa, 1-0. That's the only loss they've had this year. They've won 16 games in a row if you're saying, well, how are you doing at the end of the year? 16 in a row. And they're a six-seed? Six-seed. They're number eight in the country, and yet the NCAA... Soccer committee, whoever makes that up, has deemed them a six seed. So they play LSU here on Saturday. I think that's 7 o'clock. I hope they have a great crowd. You know, they let people in for free for these games. I don't know if they can for the NCAA because the money goes to the NCAA. But they get to host LSU if they win that game. They have to go to Notre Dame if Notre Dame wins its home game, and there'll be two home games for Notre Dame. I guess Notre Dame draws. That's just, I don't know. 
Brooks Monaghan was talking about respect, and there was no respect. And I I don't get that at all. Uh, we got a busy show coming your way. Steve Earhart's going to join us here in just a few moments. And uh, we will talk about who's coming to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I did a whole thing on SEC eligibility. I, I think... As I played this out, and by the way, we'll talk about this with Brett Norsworthy, who will join us from Forest City. That'll come your way at 1025. And then this is a lot of SEC theme. We'll talk more SEC football and hoops with our SEC historian in Baton Rouge, final segment of the day. That will be with Ron Higgins. Um, The way I've got it already, okay, Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Ole Miss, and LSU, they've already got six wins. They're in. Then you have one team already eliminated. No big shocker here. Vanderbilt is out. So that's eight teams right there. What are the other six doing? Florida, to get in, would have to beat LSU, Missouri, and Florida State. I don't think they're going to make it. They're out. Auburn, with five wins, has to get one. Arkansas, New Mexico State, Alabama, they're in. So that means now you got eight in. AM, five and four, need one win. They play Mississippi State, they play Abilene Christian, and they're at LSU. They're in. Mississippi State has four wins, has to get two. They're at AM, Southern Miss, and against Ole Miss. I say projecting they're out. Arkansas has to win every game. They got three wins. They play Auburn, Florida International, and Missouri. They're not making it. They're out. Okay, I'm not going to run the table there. South Carolina's got to run the table. They're three and six two. They've got South Car- uh They've got Vandy, Kentucky, Clemson. They're out. So I got nine of the fourteen in, five out. If you look at it, last year they had twelve bowl teams. So that'll be the first question I asked. That's is this. Is this conference down? Uh, so here, here's the way it works. You have the college football playoff. They're going to get one in. I don't think they're going to get two. Then you've got the Citrus Bowl that has, has the next pick. Then you've got this, the pool of six, including the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. That's eight. And then Birmingham and Gasparilla. They're, the, the, the eight are in. They're, I mean, they're going to make it. I think they're only going to get one, two, eight, and then... They're they're not going to fill all the bowls, but the AutoZone Liberty Bowl is in the pecking order where they should get one of them. Now, if they didn't, and we'll ask Steve Earhart, would they turn like they did six years ago to the University of Memphis? Or would they go with an AAAC team? Like, uh, let's just say something crazy happened and Tulane didn't get into the New Year's Day 6, would you go with Tulane? Or would you go if Memphis were to win out, losing the championship game, would you go with Memphis? We'll see what he has to say about all of that. There was, by the way, an upset last night. I don't know if it was an upset. In college hoops, in, it's North Dakota, because I've been there. I'm pretty sure it's North, it's, uh, maybe it's South Dakota. Sioux Falls, where the pyramid is, or the Pentagon, I'm sorry. That's where they have that preseason tournament. Memphis was in there several years ago, played Wichita State, got killed with that team that uh, had three guys, two in the NBA. Um, that, that I think they played two games. I can't remember what they did in the second game. But anyway, they got, they got killed by Wichita State in that first game. Uh, there's a Hall of Fame in that place, and, and Mike Miller is uh, in that Hall of Fame. He's from Sioux Falls. I think it's South Dakota. Now that I think about it. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Anyway, Auburn last night beat by Baylor. And Auburn had a big lead in that game. Baylor came back and won. We'll talk about that. I'm sitting in the Family Leisure Studios. A reminder, at least until the end of this month, I think. And it is today the 8th of November. Um, They have that clear the place out, the overstock sale. Wanting to get rid of everything so they can move new stuff in. Lindsay, Billy, they're working their tails off to make sure you get deals with select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms under two grand. they have even got an extended sale pricing now on all the in-stock hot tubs and swim spas. And if you're closing your pool, 
do it now because they get 30% off. And now's the time to do it, especially if you're if you're having help closing down that pool. Today's like a perfect do it while it's hot because when it gets cold, it's more difficult and get your help with Family Leisure at I-40 and Wooden Road. And you know our title sponsor, that's easy. That is Olive Branch Genesis. Genesis of Olive Branch right at the corner of Craft Road and Highway 78. That's Lamar in Memphis. Done a lot of work there, by the way. Very quick. Very easy to get there. Turn left. Go see a guy named Vinnie Girard. You know, Chris True's over all the place he has been for years. But they got a guy named Vinny Girard. He's a crazy Canadian, loves hockey, loves to talk, and he loves talking Genesis cars. He's over those Genesis cars. Right now, he'll talk your ear off about financing and a sale price on the Genesis SUVs. They are the latest, the greatest, the newest of all technology. If you like shiny new objects, nothing beats a Genesis SUV. And they've got pricing that's special on the GV70 and the GV80. Ask Vinny at Genesis of Olive Branch. Always kind to join us on Wednesdays to talk about the business of college football, really the business of sports in general. That is Steve Earhart from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, the big cheese, the head honcho. What did you think of the reveal last night? It Make a case to me why Michigan is in over Washington, because I don't get it. <laughs> Well, I think that will all change here before this last week they stayed uh, stayed static, but I think over the next couple of weeks there will be some upsets and some changes just like we've we've seen upsets along the way and very close games. Look at that overtime game, uh, you know, with uh, Kansas State and uh, Texas or the close, close finishes and and the biggest upset of all was the new member of uh, of a American Conference Army upsetting undefeated uh, Air Force. You, so, uh, you were things, at that. Can change. You were at that game. Um, what the heck happened? How how in the heck did Army, which lost sixty two nothing two weeks ago or maybe three to LSU, how in the world did they beat an undefeated Air Force? No one saw that one coming. That's absolutely – the place was shocked. They they had the game specially played in the Broncos Stadium in Denver, and it, it proves once again, as coaches talk about, turnovers are the key to victory in the college game. In that situation, uh, Air Force, which has been flying along undefeated, they had basically seven turnovers there. They had wow. four fumbles that were very key, two big interceptions, and they went for it on fourth and one at their own 30 on one occasion. So – Seven drives, they were taken out of action and gave Army the opportunity to control the game. So when you, especially when you have two running teams and option teams like uh, Air Force and Army, it really takes out of the game. And so that's what I think when we look at these other games coming up, who wins the turnover battle is going to win these close games. But so, yeah, it was a, it was an unbelievable upset. It certainly helped the American Conference. It helped the University of Memphis because it basically knocked out Air Force, uh, you know, from this um, mission about who's going to be the highest-ranked champion uh, in the G5, which gets the automatic slot in the New Year's Six Bowl. So now I think American is in control of their situation as far as, uh, you know, uh, who gets who gets that bid right. into the... Uh, tough, tough question. If Tulane wins out, there's, there's no issue. They're they're in. If they if they win out and they win the conference championship game, they'd have only one loss. They're already the highest ranked group of five team in the college football playoff poll, so they would be in the Fiesta Bowl. That's done. If they lose, if they lose to Memphis and Memphis wins out, let's just say Liberty remains unbeaten. And I think they will. I look at their schedule. They've already beaten the other two teams that are tied for second, New Mexico State and maybe Trying to remember who the uh, Jacksonville State or something like that. Um, could they take an unbeaten thirteen and O team over a two loss? Even though those losses would be to Tulane ranked, and you'd avenge it in the championship game and Missouri, which I believe last night uh, was ranked fourteenth in the college football playoff poll. W- would would they take an unbeaten Liberty team over a two loss? American team. Now, this is just my opinion. I'm not on the committee, but I certainly know all those guys. And my opinion is that they value strength of schedule over the issue of undefeated. So I would think that 
an American team playing a much tougher schedule and tougher non-conference games. It's it's great that Memphis said that that big non-conference game, even though they lost the game to Missouri, so that that gives them the credibility. So I would opine that uh, the American champion, whoever it is, even with a two-loss Memphis, uh, who could be the champion, that they would end up uh, winning that spot over an undefeated Liberty team. Now, they might not have won it over an undefeated Air Force team because, you know, the Mountain West is certainly ranked uh, as a higher, you know, a higher respected conference. So that's my opinion, and so that bodes well for uh, the American and the University of Memphis, which I think you've uh, you've laid out the the path for for the University of Memphis to become the champion. Well, they they have to win every game, and and uh, Texas San Antonio has to lose, which Tulane can do in the final game, and then that would set that up. They got to win in Charlotte, and then they got to win against SMU because they're an undefeated as well. And then of course uh, you go to Philly on. Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and win that, and that would set up a, a championship game most likely in New Orleans. I mean, it's a long, hard road. All right, so let's get me to my next question. I think you're not going to have this worry because I believe if you get nine bowl eligible teams in the uh, SEC, then your problems are, are over because is. You and I were talking earlier, college football playoff, I think they're only going to get one. Then you got the Citrus Bowl, that's two. Then you got six SEC teams, that's eight. Well, you've already got seven in, and let's be honest, between Auburn and A&M, one of those two, I think both those two are getting in for sure. The only ones I, we know, Vandy's out. I'm not sure Florida's going to, I don't think they will, because they got to play LSU, Missouri, and Florida State. Um I, I'm pretty sure that it's going to end up nine SEC teams are in. And if nine are in, you're good even if there were two teams in the college football playoff, but I don't think there will be. Well, and, and Dave, you've, you've, you articulated it. It's a fairly complex uh, selection process in the SEC. Let's just review that quickly. That uh, you know backs up your position there that the way the SEC assigns their bowl games obviously the college football playoff committee first and the citrus bowl uh, they they get the next selection and then we have the SEC pool and there's six bowl games of which we're one of we all pay the same amount to the SEC that's sometimes a misnomer sometimes people say well Nashville pays more than than the Liberty AutoZone Liberty Bowl but no we pay the exact same amount as the bowl game in and, Tampa and what is that number what do you pay? It's a $3.25 million three, to the SEC. So and three and a lot, quarter million. A lot, a lot of money. So all six of us play. This was came from Commissioner Mike Slive. You know, many fans here in Memphis knew when he was commissioner of the Conference USA. So he said we didn't want to have a pecking order. And so and so we're lumped in together in the SEC pool, which includes the Tampa game, which is now called Reliant. It used to be the Outback Bowl. you got the, the Gator Bowl up in Jacksonville. you got the Charlotte Bowl game, the Nashville Bowl game, and the Houston Bowl. And uh, then the Autos on Liberty Bowl. Then behind the pool comes the Birmingham Bowl, and the Gasparilla Bowl, that was the second game down in the Tampa St. Pete. So you you laid out the assignments of the team. So on, and this ties into why it's so important that we get these uh, improvements at the uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium because the other five uh, bowl games all have modern NFL style stadiums. You know, with huge numbers of uh, premium seats and boxes and modern uh, amenities. So. We're the only bowl game that is dealing with an antiquated stadium. So that's my pitch again to the to the people in Memphis. It's not all about just the um, University of Memphis. We have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We have the, the Southern Heritage game. We have the USFL. We have a lot of tenants in the stadium that it's important for uh, Memphians. So, but that's exactly right. That's the the uh, the assignment process for the SEC. And then I also had a conference just hung up with the uh, the Big Twelve people on the other side, and there's awful lot of good teams competing in the in the Big 12 and who would be available to us there and that is a process of a pecking order where it uh, goes with the seat this college football playoff and and that probably will be the champion whether it's uh, Texas or Oklahoma State and then they have uh, there's three bowl games the Alamo uh, the Florida Bowl game, they call it Pop-Tart, I think, now down in Orlando, the Houston Bowl game, and then we select, 
and then it goes to Phoenix and then Dallas. So there's going to be a, a number of good teams, uh, you know, from the Big 12 to for our matchup on the AutoZone Liberty Bowl on December 29th. So if I were guessing, I'm going to say Auburn is going to make the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I don't think Florida will. I saw Jerry Palm predicted that this past yeah. week. Um, I have no idea who you're going to get on the uh, Big 12 side. I, I think Texas has the only chance to make it to the college football playoff, would bring, which would bring down a rung there uh, of, of, of uh, competition that you might bring. But uh, who do you think? Who's your gut feel for that other side? Um, my gut feel would be there'd be probably – three to four teams would be dealt to us. Now, one thing to be careful of is, you're right, Texas would be favored, but remember, Texas barely beat Kansas State. You know, Kansas State had an opportunity to win that game. Yeah, but they and didn't. Then Oklahoma, yeah, they didn't. That's true. They, they survived, but watch out for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, uh, and then this comes from <laughs> folks at the Big 12, Oklahoma State didn't figure out that they maybe had one of the best players in America <laughs> on their team, you know, and now they're they're coming on strong having just beaten Oklahoma. So, you know, if Oklahoma State ends up in the uh, championship game and, and beats Texas, then that changes everything around. But I, I think that our pool of teams that we'd be looking at would, would include uh, potentially Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia, BYU has basically a play-in game this weekend with Iowa State. They're both, I believe, five and four. Whoever wins that game yeah. then becomes bowl eligible. So I'm I would for think Iowa it State. Would come from that group. I, I okay. love that they've been here. They drink a lot of. I think they drunk. Uh, they drink Beale Street out of beer. Uh, so they're they're really good guests. Uh, not so sure about BYU that way. And. Um, that would be a good game, Auburn and yeah. Iowa State. Iowa State. Uh, You're right, and they, yeah. Well, and again, just a shout out because this Sunday our uh, our high school coaches all meet together to make the selections for the AutoZone Liberty High School All Star Games, and coach, as you mentioned, Cedric Miller from Mays and uh, Slade Calhoun from Munford, the two head coaches that will be matching up on December 9th at 2:30 at out at the MUS. Uh, so that's obviously a great game, and we've had nominations for senior players from all 56 Memphis area high schools. So what a great event that is. And we thank all the, all the high school, you know, young student athletes and their coaches who are participating in that game. All right. Can't wait uh, for that one for sure. Can't wait for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Can't wait to talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate it. Thank you, David. That is Steve Earhart. He is the big cheese, the head honcho of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And don't forget this show presented by Conway. Conway Services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electric, reputable services at your disposal. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 384-3511. You got a need? You got a crisis? It's Conway to the rescue. Back in just a minute, the Forest City will go. Stats Norsworthy standing by. We talk more SEC in just a minute. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Welcome back in. Always one of my favorite times of the week when we get to talk to a sweetheart of a guy. That, of course, is the one and only Brett Norsworthy statue. You hear him every day right here from 3 to 6 on Sports Time. Um, and should point out, he's brought to you by something else sweet. That is the great Dinstals. And, man, have they got something cool going on Thursday and Friday. You know, the holidays are here. And to launch what is, I guess, what Becky likes to say, the holiday launch weekend. Special weekend, special discounts on all the purchases that you may make, and what a great way to say thank you to any client or friend that you might have. Send them a taste of Memphis, the sweetness of Memphis, by sending them a Dinsdale, Dinsdale's. But um, 
You get a special discount this weekend. Here's the best part. You can start your shopping, and if you're not sure what Cashew Crunch tastes like, try it. If you want to try a turtleette, try it. You want to try Heavenly Hash? Try it. They got samples all over the place. Samples galore at all five Dinsdale stores this weekend. Um, buy something, but go ahead and check it all out. You'll be hooked forever. If you go to any of the five Dinsdale locations downtown, Collierville, Germantown, Pleasant View, where they make it, or in my neck of the woods, Laurelwood. It's a special discount weekend with samples at all five Dinsdales. Brett Norsworthy, uh, you and I don't always agree on uh, college football. Uh, I, I wonder if you agree with me on this. I don't see how Michigan is the number four team in the college football playoff reveal last night. How, and I'm sure you can, make a case for Michigan over Washington with a win over Oregon, the number six team in the poll. I, I don't know if I can make that case, and I don't know that I'm going to spend a lot of brain power in trying to do so because I know we're going to have another week of play this week and we'll have more definition about this season. And Michigan will have a really tough game this week at Happy Valley playing yeah. Penn State. I, I, I think the college football Tuesday night reveal shows start at least a week early, if not two weeks early, and not, not a lot changed from last week except a lot of brain matter, electricity, and thought put into it. It's totally wasted because we're going to play games this weekend, and that's where it's going to be decided. We've always had a playoff in college football. We've just not had a bracket like we've had the last few years and like we're really going to have next year, a very real bracket. This is more of an invitational than a bracket. We're going to have a real bracket, but we've always had a playoff in college football. It's called the regular season. I, I, um, I think when you get to 12 teams – Right, and they're going to next year. I don't know that there will be as much bickering about thirteen and fourteen oh, sure as there are going to be at five and six. Sure I, I, there will be some. I don't think it'll be to this extent because maybe at first. And look, they do this for one reason. I mean, they want programming, and they want right. programming so that I, makes money. Mm-hmm. And, and this one makes money, so it, it does. they go on there and they got a panel and they argue and they get emotional. And I think it's sincere, but it's that's what they want, and and that's why they got it. Uh, do you think? Be if if Michigan wins against Penn State, and and uh, I haven't checked out the rest of their schedule. Really, it's one I haven't done. But uh, they have if they play Ohio State left, okay. So Ohio State, I know if they play close to Ohio State, uh, whichever team wins, do you think there's two Big Ten teams that make this final playoff? Uh, yes, and I, I thought it since the summer. I thought it was going to be Michigan and Ohio State because there's no way this year that they can meet in the Big Ten Championship. When they go to in block in the future and, and askew divisions, then they can, and that's that's the wave of college football. It's the way the SEC is going. It's the way uh, the American has been, and I think it's probably going to be preferable since it won't scratch you up as much as a loss does now in the future. So you, you'll have it that way, and you'll have more glamorous conference championship games. But M- Michigan's got a really good team. The schedule has been soft. It has yeah. been. But how they have bulldozed everyone should be noted. Yeah. No. I, and I think you're right. I think if Michigan wins, and then that Michigan-Ohio State game is a close game. I think they're both going to be in. I think if Florida State wins out, there's no way to remove them. And I, I think Georgia is clearly the best team in in the SEC. So you may see For now. These four teams, for now, I, I, you know, Alabama could get them in the championship game. I, Ole Miss could get them south. Or, or Ole Miss could get them south. So let's talk about that because that's an interesting game. Um, that's a 10.5-point spread. Mm-hmm. I think that's awfully high. It's a little like uh, – I, I think there have been a lot of high either against or for Ole Miss this year. I, I don't think Vegas has ever quite gotten a handle on the Rebels this this year. I think Georgia's clearly the better team and going to win. I shouldn't say clearly. I think they're the better team, and they're at home. So I think they're going to win the game, but I think 10.5 is a big line. I think it's a big line. Ole Miss got to play the best game not only of this year but of the Lane Kiffin era. It's got to be the gold star game, the very best performance 
since he's been head coach at Ole Miss and it's been a lot of really good performances and winning close games. Vegas had a great handle on Saturday. That line toggled around three and a half, three, yeah. two and a half, and you saw the final score, three points. The Vegas is very good. If you don't think Vegas is good, this is the time of year I think they really shine more so than anything else with these kind of innocuous matchups in college basketball. When we get into these tournaments, like in the Bahamas or wherever the in far-flung places, and they have to do it in a day. They have to ma- make those matchups because they don't know who's going to win those games right. as that bracket exactly. plays out. And I, you, you, you watch it. I, in fact, I'm going to keep up with it this year. Oh, good. In all the in all those tournaments. Oh, good. And, and, and in the old days, the book called those write-in games. And when when you when you'd call the hometown book, they they called them write-in games for like the Great Alaskan Shootout or Rainbow Classic, whatever it is. And I'm going to keep up with the, the – now, they have a good handle on those first-day games, like when the Tigers play Michigan. But then then as it unfolds, and I, I bet you, whatever they set the line at, plus or minus two points, they won't miss it. I'm curious. Um, I don't know if they set the line for Memphis and Missouri. Remember Connor Vanover, the 7-5 center? No, it, it won't be until Friday. It, that's afternoon. what I thought. He He's not going to play in that game because he was at Portsmouth, so he had to take a three-game suspension, which is what a lot of people thought DeAndre Williams was going to get, by the way. Um, Connor Vanover, man, he's Johnny Cash, isn't he? He's been he's, everywhere, he's, man. He's, he's been everywhere. I mean, no kidding. You know, he was His close mom was to a good player to, at Arkansas. To, he was close to coming to Memphis with Tubby Smith. Yeah, I, I don't know the family well. I know him just a smidge, but I know people that know him really well. His mom played for the Razorbacks late 80s, right. and he was coming to Memphis, and then he went to Cal, and then he went to Oral Roberts, Arkansas, and Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, he, yeah. He, he's been around now. Now, I missed in my, my assessment of him. I, I, I got way out in front of myself. I said he was going to he was gonna be a Frank the Tank. He was going to be a Frank Kaminsky, and he's, he's not anywhere close to that kind of player. But he's a good player, and he, and he, he just has trouble – with the pace of the game, and it was too fast for him at Arkansas. If it was too fast for him at Arkansas, won't it be too fast for him at Mizzou? You would think, but maybe they play a little slower. I don't know. Here's the thing about a 7-5 guy. Frankly, 7-5. get him inside. He takes too many threes for me. It, well, and that, that that was the Frank the Tank part of it. But, no, this Saturday, back back to Ole Miss and Georgia. Yeah. Ole Miss has a really good opportunity. If it, if it plays plays well, it can pull the upset, and I think it starts and will both mostly be predicated by what a lot of these games are now, Dave, and it, you've got to have that quarterback have that splashy day. Uh, Jackson Dart's got to be great with the ball. He cannot turn the ball over all day. And then his stat line at the end of the day, I'm going to say 22 of 35 for 320, two touches and maybe a rush. That's what he's got to do, and Ole Miss can pull well, the upset. He, but you're asking these quarterbacks to kind of go full Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield every week now. He's been efficient, though. So let me ask sure you has. this. Biggest surprise for you, this is not exactly a high, hard one, but it's a thought-provoking okay. one. Biggest surprise for you with Ole Miss. Just kind of w- get me off wait, the plate a little bit. No, no, let me give you three choices, or All you right. pick your fourth. All right. All right. Jackson Dart's efficiency and how good he's been, and you mentioned two weeks ago he can break some records. And they've had some pretty good quarterbacks in Oxford. Or Judkins' ability to run on a consistent basis against SEC defenses. Or Ole Miss's defense being as good as it's been. Which of those three, or is there another that has been the biggest surprise for you? Dave, I'm going to pick one of the three, but I'm going to go off the board and pick what I think is the biggest. Of those three, I think it is Judkins. I think he dictates everything. and He's got cooking as the year's gone along, it's made Dart better. The defense, I think, would be the third of those three. Judkins one, Dart two, and then the third one being the defense. But mine, off the board, the maestro, the job that Lane Kiffin has done, (laughs) bringing it all together, whether it's recruiting or portal or keeping players or letting guys go, the roster management, the the hurricane of, of things these coaches are dealing with now and how he has done it done it really unflappably. He has really grown as a head coach, as a play caller. The job he's done at Ole Miss has just been uh, off the charts. Dave, you, you fought, you've, you've followed Ole Miss for 40 years in this market. You know so many times in a game like last Saturday after being ahead all day, really in control most of the day, give up the lead, 
you know so many times they don't come back and win that game and still had enough to dig deep. They right. had enough to be down nine with five minutes to go against LSU. Uh, his first year up at Lexington against Kentucky and Oxford last year, against Arkansas and Oxford in 2021, against LSU in 2021 at Oxford, against LSU this year. The only one he hadn't beat is, is Alabama, and he hadn't played Kirby, a, a really good friend of his, yet. In fact, we haven't played at Georgia since 2012, and it'll be the first time Ole Miss has played Kirby since his first year in 2016, and Hugh Freeze smoked him pretty good that day. Let me let me add to this, because uh, Kiffin's been marvelous. There's no question about it. But a coach in this day and age is not just, as you said, uh, managing the portal and everything. He's he's a general manager now because there's going to be he's much, much more than 25% of the team turns over because of the portal. Now you're talking 50% or more. And then and you, ju- you just talked about the capologist. Now they also have to be – Fundraisers, they're general managers. Director of social media. They have to (laughs) raise money for NIL and then divvy that money out so that they can get complete control of the portal. It's it's, it's amazing. Ole Miss has had a steal for him for $9 million a year. Isn't that crazy? Nine million a year, and we call that a steal, but that is, uh, that is the marketplace. Story, it, That's it the marketplace. It should be head football coach, general manager, capologist, yeah. director of social media, uh, team, team psychologist, marketing director, marketing director. I mean, it, it 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 has fallen on him. He has accepted it, and he has crushed it, and he's done it in a fun, fun manner. The SEC last year had 12 bowl teams. The way I projected out, they will have nine. They have seven in, only one out. But I, I don't see them getting any more than nine. Down year? Uh, no, no, not a down year, but just not not apex year, not not K two year. No, we're not we're we're not at Mount Everest, but it's really good. And and a little bit of your your not not a flaw in your math with Steve earlier. Uh, you were talking about the bowl games, but remember those selection committee bowl games like the Orange and like the like the Cotton Bowl. I mean, like the Peach Bowl. You know, right now Jerry Palm's got Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl against right. Penn State and Alabama in the Cotton Bowl oh, against Oregon. Yeah. So, so that would siphon teams away from a potential Liberty Bowl pool. So let's just say you get one in to the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Then you're right. A New Year's Day six invitation. Would would be uh, the the Peach Bowl, let's say, which is the Jerry Palm at projection least for you. one, maybe two. Yeah, and then you've got the Citrus, uh-huh. and then you've got the Pool of Six. So he may not make it there. That's I. You're right. I I did forget that. Thank you. Yeah, and it's done, and it's a lot of moving parts in the bowl business, and a lot of these deals you see for potential matchups. You might go to these sites and see uh, ACC versus Pac-12. And they end up, in effect, not having either team right. uh, from those conferences. That's well, it's 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 all math. You got to win six. That's it. Uh, you know, and I I I just saw James Madison is now petitioning. Here's a team that's ranked 21st in the AP poll, and because they made a move to big time football. Um, they had this transition period that was made up by the NCAA. It's again, it's a little like what I said about DeAndre Williams, it's and, just pure and, and they they don't want Star. They they are blowing it with marketing their own product. Why they, wouldn't you take James Madison and put him in a bowl? Stupid. The, the biggest fun fighters ever are the NCAA. But here's a potential, and it's remote. I don't, I don't want to oversell it, but it's remote. And just daydream a little bit. Okay. What if? What if? Maybe. Maybe. 10,000 ifs, a Fiesta Bowl of Ole Miss versus Memphis. Boy, I would love that. How Man. great would that Could be? Could you imagine you and I going to dinner the night before that game? <laughs> the, 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 no, the one I, I really can imagine is the night after and lose their paying. <laughs> that, that'd be okay with me, too. And you'd be the favorite, so <laughs> your odds are good. How great would that be? No, that's, be that's very, very remote, but we're sitting right here at a magical time for college football, and just think what a year from now will be like. Oh, yeah. With 12? Ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah no no question about that. Great sport. Brett, thank you so much. We'll be you listening at 3 o'clock this afternoon with you and Bryant on Sports Time.
Thank you, buddy. Thank you. That is our man. That is Brett Norsworthy. He is brought to you by Grind City Brewing, taking care of beerness in Memphis, and they have for such a long time now. They really have, and they got such great products. If you haven't been to the brewery downtown, you're really missing something, honestly. It's beautiful. It's modern. It's beautiful. And outside, they got picnic grounds with picnic tables and little umbrellas. And you can go out there and enjoy the product and bring a lunch or whatever. It's 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 gorgeous. You see the bridges in downtown, and the weather is perfect. And so is Poppy's Pills, the Pilsner, so is the Godhopper, the Pale Ale, so is the Amber Lager Thaddeus, so is the Blue Moonish Belgian-style wheat ale called Belga. They got it all. It's a taste of Memphis because they're taking care of beerness in Memphis. It's Memphis's own Grind City Brewing. Back in just a minute to Baton Rouge we go. Ron Higgins is standing by. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Let's head to Baton Rouge, our SEC historian. That would be the one and only Ron Higgins standing by. All right, you saw Alabama up close. If Alabama plays Georgia in the SEC championship game, who wins? Good morning. Good morning. Georgia wins. Georgia wins? Yeah, Alabama's okay. They're not great. They really aren't. Uh, they're a good football team. They're not a great football team. Maybe that's, maybe that's the essence of them. Maybe they always look good and win, not look great and win. You uh, you had the handle on the LSU game. You thought Alabama would win because you didn't think LSU could stop anybody. They didn't. You know, they, they, I think they stopped their first series of the game, and that was it. Ha! <laughs> uh, you know, LSU simply doesn't have the defensive personnel this year to, to, to really stop people. They're, they're hurting a defensive back. It's forcing them to play schemes of defenses they don't like to play, and they and they, and they they eventually get hurt. Uh, they can outscore a lot of people. They did, they did a good job against Alabama until uh, quarterback got hurt. Uh, but, you know, they, they were going to scrawl, scrawl Alabama. But, man, when, uh, but the, the team that has – as good as talent as Alabama or better as Georgia. And I just, uh, uh, I think, I think Georgia, even though their quarterback might be less dynamic than Alabama's quarterback, this has, has more bodies, more good bodies. Um, how do you, how do you think Ole Miss and you saw them and how good they have been and they had a great comeback against your team. How how will Ole Miss fare against Georgia this weekend in Georgia? That line's crazy, ten and a half. That seems way too much to me. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking how 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 Ole Miss just folded up against Alabama. You know, I mean, and you know, I mean, against the really good teams with much better talent. I don't know if Ole Miss can handle it. I mean. Georgia rises to the occasion when they when they feel threatened, and I know they'll feel threatened by Ole Miss. And they're getting to the part of the year where they uh, you get in November, you got to start playing. You know, no matter how tired you are, you, you got to play good football. Georgia's got some tough football games left, and this is one of them. I, I feel I don't mind the ten and a half points. Really? For it, I really don't. I, I don't. I don't. I, I I don't know. If Ole Miss defensively can stop Georgia. Uh, it seems to me Georgia just might grind Ole Miss into the ground defensively. Uh, like I said, Georgia kind of reminds me of some of Alabama's old teams where they just – they may not be spectacular, but they just kind of grind you into the ground uh, because they have depth and they have a lot of talent. Uh, and the best way to stop Ole Miss really is to keep the ball away from them. Uh, and I think Georgia can do that. 
Uh, the the Tennessee-Missouri game to me is really intriguing this week. Tennessee on the road, the favorite at Missouri. I kind of think wrong team favored here. I've seen Missouri in person. I've watched a lot of Tennessee. I love Josh Heupel. I think what Drinkwitz has done is terrific. I think home field advantage. Tigers are winners, but you tell me. I like Missouri in this game. I really do. I mean, I'm looking at – look, Missouri's lost uh, – lost to play Georgia great last week, okay? They lost a shootout at home to LSU where, where basically Jaden Daniels was, was a, a couple of plays better than Missouri's offense. Mm-hmm. Missouri's good. They, they, are, they are, are good. They, you know, uh, they're probably, I mean, you know, right there with LSU, you know, and Ole Miss. Uh Right behind Alabama and Georgia, they're good. I like Missouri. I, I, I mean, and I, I agree. Uh, maybe a little bit too much respect being shown for Tennessee uh, in this case. Uh, I, I think Missouri is good, and they're, they're especially good at home. College football playoff committee had uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, and Michigan over Washington. I have a little problem with that. Uh, LSU was 19 in that play. SEC had plenty in the poll. Alabama 8, Ole Miss 9, Tennessee 13, Mizzou 14, uh, and LSU 19, and not too far from you, Tulane 23. Any uh, complaints? What What was your sense of this second week of the CFP reveal? Maybe, you know, I mean, I, I didn't expect any movement. They're not going to really move people around, let's say, at this point where they lose or play really, really bad. Uh, that's the sense I get. Uh, I, I mean, I was thinking about it, really. Uh, what happens if Alabama goes to the SEC title game and beats Georgia? Well, then I, I think S, uh, I think one SEC team gets in. Well, but we'll see. I mean, but, but that's, that would have to be a big jump for Alabama because – if they don't move up past, say six or seven, well, what does Texas do? You got to take in into account Texas. Again, exactly. So, so the Georgia that gives Georgia one loss all year. So, and he gives Alabama they would have one loss. I don't see how Washington would be out if they went out. Then they yeah. beaten Oregon, and they won whoever they play in the in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. And I, I think the Pac-12 does not get the Respect it should get. They got seven really good teams in that league. Um, how, how ironic! The last year they're in business, they are actually good. Yeah, I know. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, I, I, I say this: if Georgia doesn't win the SEC, I don't think Alabama gets in. Hmm. I, I, I just don't. I think this could be the year SEC gets shut out if Georgia doesn't win out. I cannot imagine a playoff with the SEC being shut out. That has never happened, has it? Uh, no. No. But, you know, I mean, this could be – again, it all depends how things hold up down the stretch. But if Alabama can't climb past where they are now, that's a big jump. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're jumping seven to four because, wow. you know, you win an SEC championship game over a team that was unbeaten, I mean, will that jump you uh, – that many spaces, that, that'll be a hell of a debate. Well, that, in that, and that would cement that we're always going to have more, more than a four-team playoff. That, yeah. that, that is for certain. All right, let me ask you a little bit about uh, college basketball. It's underway. Already a little upset in the SEC last night. I don't know if it's an upset. On a neutral in South Dakota, Auburn falls to a good Baylor team. Uh, and we know Auburn is good, real good. But they... Uh, were losers last night. Good game, 88-82. I believe they had a big lead in that game. But they're not in your – well, I guess they are. They're in your top four, aren't they? Well, Auburn be on the, on the fringe. I, mean, I was thinking – I was racing my top four being Tennessee, and I had Alabama up there. I might push them back and really kind of push Arkansas up some. Yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas is going to be really good. I think so, though, too. You know, uh, Muslin does a great job of, of, of getting in talent. Uh you know, he's got Debo Davis back, but he's got some, uh, you know, brought some guys in. I mean, you, you've seen Tremont Mark at Houston, so, I mean, they uh, Oh, they yeah. Brought him. <laughs> I watched him hit a half-court shot. Yeah, I've seen yeah, a, yeah. enough of him. But, by the way, Musselman is the best Arkansas coach since Nolan Richardson, correct? Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah, easily. Absolutely. Eric, Eric is really good. Uh, uh, players like playing for him. Uh, he coaches the hell out of games. He's a really good recruiter. He connects with the fan base. Uh, 
He's a basketball junkie. He's good. He's he's a good interview too. He's really good with media. He does it all. Yeah, he's great with media. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, he's with the Grizzlies, I think, for one year, an assistant, and I that's what I got to know him really well. But he went to LSU as an assistant for one year. Uh, I think the guy's just, just a, a great, great coach, and uh, they'll get to Final Four sooner or later under him, and they, you know, and the right personnel may win one. Uh, they may win one before Tennessee does. So we, we have mentioned, hold on, we've mentioned Tennessee, and I know that's your number one. Now you're talking Arkansas, you've talked Alabama, you've talked Auburn. You haven't talked John Calipari and Kentucky. Is There's got to be some pressure on Cal this time. I mean, I know he's got this lifetime contract, and I, I know he could quit the game and become the number one analyst at ESPN anytime he wants to. But does he feel heat here? Well, this is a complete flip. He doesn't have any stars returning from last year. Uh I mean, nobody. I mean, uh, so he has a whole new team. I know he's kind of used to this, but yeah, I think that he's on him. Yeah, I really do. Uh, they, they've had very, you know, they had 22 wins last year, 26 the year before, nine before that. I mean, they're 30 yet. They, 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 haven't, they haven't been themselves. Uh, some say the game has passed him by. Uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, but, I mean, I think this is a, a key year for him if he wants to to stick around. But you know, Kentucky's a job. I mean, you've got to have a certain what a certain approach or attitude about you or confidence about you to, to, to coach Kentucky because just like in Alabama, where everybody thinks they can coach a football team in Alabama, everybody thinks they can coach the basketball team in Kentucky. Uh, it's kind of comes to the territory. I think Cal has been able to. Uh, he understood that from the beginning, uh, and I, I still think the guy's a good coach. I mean, everybody goes through their slumps. Uh, I think it's a slump. Uh, he, he probably needs to get out of, out of it this year. But the SEC has probably gotten a little bit better overall. In, in Kentucky, he's probably dipped it a little bit. That's why you see Tennessee and Arkansas and even Texas A&M kind of rising up now. Uh, uh, you know, you know, Bruce Pearl still hanging around. And don't, uh, don't forget Chris Beers now in the league at Ole Miss. Chris Beers at Ole Miss, yeah. which was a great yeah. hire. Yep, uh, but, I mean, that's, that's a really good hire. Uh, I guess that was the other coach to be named later. And in, in, when when Bob Weldon went from Ole Miss to Texas back in the <laughs> when, yeah, this was this was the trade later on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Chris Beard's a really good basketball coach. No uh, doubt about it. Ron Higgins, as always, we appreciate it. Talk more hoops maybe a little bit next week. And uh, you enjoy the college football weekend this time around. Thank you much. All right, Waller. Take care. You got it, Ron Higgins, our SEC historian down in Baton Rouge. Forgot to mention Grizz tonight against Miami. The Heat are in town. We get our first up-close view of Bismack Biombo. Heat, by the way, favored by two and a half. The question is going to be, who plays? I guess no more Derrick Rose still. We'll have to wait and see on all of that. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning. Johnny Radio comes your way next. Have a great day, everybody.